All right, so today we're kind of taking the concept of sensationalizing the kitchen culture and adding to it a little bit. Um, this one generated from just some more Instagram or Facebook posts that I've seen of, once again, people that have probably never stepped foot in a kitchen or a restaurant um, other than to place an order. Um, placing comments uh, in pictures of things that that they really don't understand and trying to make that an image of something that shows to me camaraderie or just someone that's tired and, and trying to put a really negative spin on it. Um, and, and for reasons I cannot fathom, I don't understand why these people like what they're doing, like how are they benefiting from this? How does anyone benefit from this? Uh, so this is just kind of my rant into that. Um, and then we kind of get into ranting a little bit about the guests as well. Oh, this is kind of another one I've got. This is another, I'm tired of seeing this rant. And this is a combination of people putting it out there and it's just on social media stuff. And, and unfortunately I'm more involved in social media than I really want to be because I have to kind of be engaged to help kind of grow the show. But I see these pictures more and more. And maybe it's just, well, I should say more and more, but I'm seeing them and it's bothering me more and more. Right. And it's the pictures of the cooks sitting down at the end of the line or like on a milk crate and, and eating and people bashing it like not the not the picture, but that this is the life and like burnout is real and, um, you know, how sad it is that, you know, this is what they have to do. And I'm like, OK, you've obviously never lived this life because. There's absolutely nothing wrong with what's going on. Like yeah. there's one picture I saw where the guy was sitting at the end of the line and you know, he was actually eating and it's like, okay, first, why is he eating in the kitchen? You know, picture is probably staged. Um, but two, like, okay, so what? Like, I mean, chances are if he's eating, he's not that tired. Um, and I say that because we've all been to the point where we are just so tired and we just got our shit kicked in for the last six hours and you're just, you've got nothing left. And so, yeah, you pull up a milk crate and you sit down for a few minutes just to kind of catch your breath. Right. But it doesn't mean that you're defeated. It doesn't mean that you hate your life or what you, you just do. Yeah, it just means like, but I stopped doing that. I actually stopped sitting down there because once I stopped and I sat down, getting up and moving again was almost impossible. It's like, it's so all I want to do is sit down right now, but it's like, I've got another hour that I just need to fight through this, right? Yeah. Grab a Coke. Let's just do a quick sugar rush. I don't care about the fucking crash later. I just well, fucking let's do this. Um, you know, let, let's get cleaned up and let's go home. 
Um, But I mean, like, stop posting pictures of cooks like hanging out on the line or sitting down like something horrific just happened to them or about to. Right. But I mean, that's kind of the picture they're painting with it. You know, oh, look how sad this picture is. No, there's nothing fucking sad about it. I mean, but it. <laughs> what? What's that? He got to eat a lot of shifts, you know, you eat. But I mean, the other, you know, and then the other pictures you see, there's like a group of people and they're all kind of hunched down and they're, they're like eating one thing or something. It's like, okay, well, one, that's probably a tasting. Um, you know, there was something that's like, Hey, let's kind of grab something to eat real quick before the next round. Chances are someone just threw together something real quick to and pass it down the line. But th- that's also a sign of camaraderie. Yeah. Right. That's, there's a part of that that nobody will understand because I mean, there's, there's no defeat in that picture. I mean, that's, that's what a team looks like. So that's not every restaurant either. You know, I've been in restaurants where family meal was a two hour ordeal, <laughs> prepping it, cooking it. And then everybody front of house and back of the house gets a plate, lines up, gets all their food, goes and sits down, talks, hangs out. All this happens before service, but that's the restaurants where you're only open for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're open seven days a week, two or three services, sometimes four services. <laughs> um, you do what you do. You do what you can to get by. Sometimes you have to scarf down something really quick just because you need that extra fuel to keep going. Sometimes you have an opportunity to make, you know, a couple of sandwiches for the whole line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, depending where your prep is at, how your station's looking, what you're up against that night, that food might sit there for a while before you know, another person gets to eat it. But the fact that you're always thinking about your team is a big deal. Yeah. No. And I mean, that's why I'm just kind of, I'm just, I'm, I'm taking on this new like role of just like, man, just stop bashing this stuff. Like, because the people that are involved in it in holding this flag of, you know, hostility in the work environment and, you know, poor working conditions, it's like you've never been here. And if you have been here, you are nothing more than a fucking tourist. So, I mean, this industry means something to a lot of people. And, yeah, it's not for everybody. Um, you know, it's not, um, there's gotta be some sick masochistist, masochistist, some sick masochist inside of you that enjoys this fucked up lifestyle, (laughs) you know, but, and just going in and working your ass off for not a lot of money, but that's okay. Um, you're you're not doing it because you got into it. You didn't get into it knowing that you're going to be like, "Hey, I'm going to be rich." No, right? Yeah. It was a job. Um, and and to all those people out there that 
complaining about the low pay. How's this? I, I've got a real easy solution to fix this. We're going to increase everybody's hourly rate or salary to make you happy. But now your meal is at least another $10 a plate more expensive, minimum. And you're not allowed to fucking bitch about that. And you still have to tip at least 20%. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's just the industry. That's that's where we're at. I mean, food costs are going up. I mean, and people are like, well, these restaurants are making millions. Like, okay, you know what? Some of these other fast food and chain places, sure, right? They're probably doing okay. Uh, but for the most part, most restaurants that are just more mom and pop, small groups kind of thing, if they can clear 10% on the bottom line, they are doing fucking phenomenal. Right? But for the most part, we're talking, you know, 3 to 6%. Right? And... That's not every month. There's plenty of restaurants out there. Some very successful restaurants. I mean, I've been a part of restaurants that are doing six, seven, ten million dollars a year. And there's a couple months out of the year where volume is so low just because of the seasonality of it all. The restaurant loses money. It's negative. So... I mean, yet you think there's so much money for them just to pay everybody what you consider a livable wage? Oh, plus insurance and benefits and all that. We're probably supposed to give them a 401k or whatever. I'm like, that all costs a lot of money. So who's going to pay for that? Because the restaurants don't have that money. Yeah. It's easy to jump on that train of these people aren't being treated fairly. But when it comes down to you being a part of the solution, they're like, oh, whoa, whoa. whoa." No, yeah, I mean, exactly. Anything about that. Yeah. You know, and, oh, man, then then you're just getting me into the whole, like, fucking chain restaurant world that they fuck things up for everybody else because they're buying things so damn cheap, selling it at such a margin. that nobody else can compete with it, you know, and then it's the concept of like a McDonald's cheeseburger, right? I mean, I don't even know what they charge for it right now, but it's probably under $2, right? And to, to build a burger from scratch using... Not even 100% like fresh product, like maybe the burger bun's frozen, right? But it's still a decent bun, okay? You're plus the patty. And let's just say it's just a bun and a patty and a slice of American cheese. I mean, we're sitting at $2, right? And that's probably quarter ounce patty too. Yeah. Now there's going to be some fluctuation there, but I mean, okay, so now you're at 2 bucks. Just for meat, cheese, bun. You got to sell that. You're not selling it at $2. So, I mean, 
I've, it, it's how do you compete with somebody that's selling something for less than what it costs you to even make it? Yeah. And that's a, uh, I think it's a, it's a good thing that, you know, some of this spotlight has been shown on the restaurant industry to where like, cooks are getting paid more restaurants are offering insurance to all of their employees. That's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. No. And I mean, it's, there were plenty of people out there that were lack of a better term, kind of slumlording it. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, some of them are still out there. Um, I, I mean, there's been some good, but there's so much that is just unrealistic too. I think more and more it's kind of creeping into, you know, the general public consciousness that, that, you know, those things are a factor. Um, you know, good food costs more money. That's just a fact. And if you're, a, you know, like a farm to table place and you're buying you know, 90% of your produce from a farm, you know, it's not any cheaper. If anything, it's probably more expensive because they're covering their own ass. They're mass producers. And then if you have to supplement with, um, you know, bulk produce or like fresh point or chefs or whatever it is, all that produce has gone up in price. Yes. You know, immensely over the past couple of years. So when you still have these people that go out to eat, like a, I'm saying like a nice restaurant, like a chef owned or, or something of like that nature. And uh, if you're one of those people that is going to go to a restaurant like that and complain about the price, I mean, you shouldn't have gone there in the first place. You know, that's not a world that you want to be involved in. You're, you're kidding yourself. Uh, there is still a lot of hostility from guests. You know, we really saw like a spike of that, um, you know, around the COVID time because, and everyone blamed it on COVID, you know, everything's so uncertain and everything's so expensive and and people are just stressed the fuck out, but it hasn't really calmed down all that much. You know, there's still a large percentage of diners that are just generally pissed off that show up to that restaurant expecting to have a bad time. And if they're not having a bad time, they'll make it that way. And the worst part about it, I think, is that when you're dealing with an independent restaurant like that, and you already have that attitude going in, the worst possible thing that you can do, if you're having a bad experience, is tell the server or the manager or whoever that everything's great. And then go on fucking Yelp and blast the place. If you are too much of a bitch to say it to my face, <laughs> then maybe you shouldn't have been here in the fucking first place. And I'm not going to call you and apologize. I'm not going to send you a fucking gift card. This was your own fault. Yeah, you had you the could, opportunity. Yeah, you could have given us a chance to make it right, but you didn't want to do that. You just wanted a bitch. I don't like that. It makes me very upset. I've noticed. <laughs> Um, Yelp is a whole nother story. 
Oh, no, I'm sure. Sorry. There's a whole lot of other avenues and sites that people can bitch of. Yelp's just the only one I'm familiar with. Yeah. No, I know they, they've gotten trouble and like the whole concept of like they, they pay for reviews uh, to be bumped up and, um, you know, uh, or paid to have them removed. Um, but I, I remember I was restaurant I was with this is a while ago and they kept talking to me about wanting to advertise or not advertise, but become like a premium listing. Right. Which meant I paid Yelp a premium. And what that did is I could then pin reviews to the top. Um, it would give like priority, like it, it, it pretty much favored positive reviews. Um, and we would get like advertising. We would essentially give them a logo. And like, if you go to Yelp up on the top, you could see like just different restaurants, kind of a scrolling bar up there. And so our ad would be um, shown on other restaurants, right? But what it also did is it prevented competing restaurants from having their ads shown on our site, on our page. And I'm like, so I'm paying you to prevent you from promoting my competitor. I was like, yeah. Huh. That's dirty pool. Yeah. I mean, there's... I, I mean... Nah, whatever. Um, yeah. I, I still can't stand Yelp. Um, you know, uh, and just... God, the entitlement that came with that. Did I tell you about that? The When I was at that restaurant... Uh, we opened up, it was the, the moth, the, and I mean, we were just cranking out busy. I mean, we had had like, I think 500 Yelp reviews within, within less than like 60 days, um, of opening. And so one night it was late and I was getting ready to head out and someone comes and says, Hey, there's a guy at table, whatever, you know, um, he says he's a, a, a food critic and would like to speak with you. I was like, okay, in the Dallas, there's no male food critics at the time. They were all female. So I was like, okay, who is this guy? I go up there and I start talking to him. And it's just sloppy dude just sitting there and he's got his feet up on one of the other chairs. You know, and he's just dirty. And I was like, hey, can I help you guys? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, here, grab a seat. He's like, I just wanted to kind of talk to you about our experience. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, don't have a lot of time. So, I mean, what's going on? And he pulls out this folder that's about an inch and a half thick. And it's every Yelp review we've had printed off. And he's gone through and read them all. There's, he's got notes and like highlights in them. And he's like, you know, I, I kind of agree with this person here that this should have been like this. And and all I had, it was everything I could do just did not just kick the chair out from under this guy and just fucking walk away. <coughs> and uh, so I, I 
it entertained them for a little bit and then excused myself. And then they left and the server came over. They forgot the folder. So they left it with me and I just was going through and I was like, man, like this is, you didn't come here to enjoy. You came here with preconceived ideas of what to expect and to pick stuff apart. That's not enjoyment. I mean, that's kind of like something that, that would have been, that, that guy would have, should have been on the menu. <laughs> right? Um, I would have been happier than shit to hunt that guy down. But it was like, you, you've took, you, you took the joy out of what we've created. You took the joy out of what I do for a living. You know, can you not just sit back, shut up, have fun, and just enjoy the experience? Yeah. The answer is no, he can't. <laughs> but there's, there's people out there like that, though. And it's yeah. like... And, and it's encouraged by Yelp. But hey, you know what? At least that guy brought me to the table and talked to me about his experience and what he agreed and did not agree with before going home and then posting it. Could have just left it at that, man. So... That's it. That's all I've got. Same. Well, Morris, you're just a bundle of fucking joy as always. <laughs> I pretty lively, I think. <laughs> yeah, man, you got a haircut and everything for this. Yeah, I cleaned up. Yeah. I'm working outside. And thank you again for listening to Inside the Pressure Cooker. I'm your host, Chad Kelly, with Josh Morris. Till next time, love you guys. Keep kicking ass.